welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to comic book universe podcast, comrade. I, comrade Devin. I, comrade Luke. We are representatives of American Comic Book Communist Party. We now make uh, the podcast. We no longer do podcasts make you. In Soviet Russia, podcasts make you. Today's we are discussing Superman Red Sonsky. It is DC comic book that was originally published in 2003 by capitalist pig Mark Millar with Dave Johnson and Andrew Robinson Killian Plunkett and Walden Wong on art Paul Mounts on capitalist colors Kim Lopez on letters Dave Johnson on covers and it was originally published in the three issues. Why your accent not work? <laughs> My wife. <laughs> one of one of these days. One of these days, I will perfect my Russian accent. My horrible, horrible Russian accent. It's true. But uh. Yeah, Mark Millar originally wrote this story. Uh, it was published in 2003, and it takes place on Earth-30. And this was one of the really big uh, plans to sort of remake Superman with high-profile projects. There is also Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman, Mark Wade's Year One uh, reboot, which was... What? I was going to say, I saw that movie, and I was like, oh, wait, no, I just watched the movie. Yeah, the comic's so much better. Uh, so the movie was only it. Yeah, well, the movie was like Scott Pilgrim, if Scott Pilgrim cut out two more books. Oh, dang. Uh, there's also Superman Birthright. Uh, Tom Pyre had a large number of uh, one-shots and a short run on the title itself. And then there was this Elseworlds story which uh, Morrison claims that he wrote the ending to it, which I'm willing to buy, but, uh... Well, wasn't that, was, at least whatever interview I saw, wasn't he wrote the ending, he just, like, gave him the idea for it. Yeah. Yeah. To me, there's a slight difference between that. To me, writing the ending means he literally, like, he, like, wrote it down and then, like, tacked it to the end of his notes. I think you couldn't have really had the story without that ending being there from the beginning. And I mean, this was at the time when Morrison and Millar were still friends. Yeah. Like, as much flack as I give Millar, he did a really good run on Superman Adventures. His early stuff with Morrison is stuff that I enjoy, and then he was sort of like, oh, I can go to lowest common denominator and crush capitalist pig dogs. Hey, his run on Ultimates, fantastic. Anyway, uh, so the basic premise is Superman uh, landed 12 hours later than he normally would, so instead of landing in Kansas, he landed in uh, Soviet Russia 
Superman make you? Well, actually, I'm pretty sure the communists would be against the idea of there being a Superman. Probably. And I mean, uh... Yeah, there's a couple things that didn't quite... That caused a little pause. Like, would that work? Yep. Uh, we start our story off in 1953 as Perry White calls Lois Lane into the uh, Daily Planet and they discuss the Soviet's new weapon, Superman, <gasps> who ended up in Soviet Russia and uh, grew up on a collective farm. And all of a sudden, you have these sightings all over the Earth, and it's hard to tell if he's actually like flying over to all the places on the Earth or if he's just sort of like raising all of the fears of people. Yeah, to me, it wasn't. I wasn't sure if it was more like like a nineteen fifties like UFO. Yeah, and we also see that in this universe, Jonathan Kent, Pa Kent, died in this universe, leaving Ma Kent alone, and so she makes a sort of generic comment about being afraid, and that sort of struck me the wrong way, because the Kents were always very open people who weren't given or taken by fear and fanaticism. Yeah, this is a different type of fear and fanaticism, because, I mean, this is in the height of the Cold War, dude, and all of a sudden the Soviets, who at any moment we could be going to nuclear arms with, all of a sudden have a magical flying Superman. But even then... Uh, anyways, uh, President Eisenhower calls in Lex Luthor, who, because he didn't deal with Superman as a kid, has not lost his red hair, and he is, uh, currently working at Star Labs, and, uh, Jimmy Olsen, uh, has been sent in to check on Lex Luthor, who was given three months to figure out how to defeat Superman, and instead, Luthor is like, yeah, I'm slowly working on it. You a foon? But he does have a plan to fix the U.S. budget. Well, because big thing, Jimmy Olsen is no longer just kind of the bitch of the entire Daily Bugle, or Daily Planet. Um, you take that paper. back about Jimmy Olsen, Devin. But no, I mean, no, I mean, I like Jimmy Olsen, but basically his entire job is to just do whatever anyone tells him to do. That does not make him a bitch. It makes him their bitch. He's the whipping boy. He yeah, has punched out a wolfman, Devin. How many wolfmen have you punched out? Like four. I doubt it. At least I haven't disappointed my father's Superman, resulting in my Father's Day present being burned in front of my face. That was only a plan to save Jimmy Olsen's life. <laughs> I think not. Superman knew what he was doing. He's a super dick. I think someone will be taking trips to very cold Siberia. Okay. Uh, we also find out that uh, Luthor has been married to Lois Lane, and I'm not really sure why she decided to marry Lex Luthor. Yeah, who knows? Oh, wait, no, but there's a point I was trying to say about Jimmy Olsen. He's not working at the Daily Planet. He's working for the CIA. Yeah. But uh, Luthor has developed a plan that's going to test Superman, so he causes a Russian satellite to come crashing down towards Metropolis, and Superman goes and saves it, uh, publicly saving the city from first the satellite, and then the uh, Daily Planet globe starts to fall down. Lois Lane and Superman see each other, and uh, in one of the weirdest lines, it's like, 
And a story talking about what happens if they would have met up became a Pulitzer Prize-winning piece. It's like, you're writing fan fiction. And it's weird because, like, their romance, like, their attraction is never mentioned again. Yeah. In the story. And actually later, yeah, we'll get to that, but I mean, like, she does not ever seem to have any feelings for him ever again. Yeah. But it turns out uh, this was a plan so Lex Luthor could get Superman's DNA, which works pretty well. You also got to see that Superman is not just a Soviet defender. Yes. Uh, we then cut over to Russia, where we see that Stalin is wi- really willing to accept Superman as being a globally active hero, because he represents communism, and it's that whole ideological war. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Stalin's illegitimate son, Captain Pyotr Roslov, who's a altered version of Pete Ross, isn't really happy since he's been trying to uh, get to that position, and he is the head of the KGB at the time. And uh, we also get a visit from Hippolyta, uh, who uh, is visiting from Themyscira slash Paradise Island with Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman's attracted to Superman, but he's really not interested in her, or anyone, anyone. or politics. Or anything. And he notices that uh, Pyotr wasn't really uh, allowed to go to the party. So he goes and has a little chat with him. And Pyotr's pretty much a whiny kid for this, I mean... He's like, oh, I worked so hard. Well, actually, no, I can understand his frustration dealing with the person who's literally better than him. Yeah. In pretty much every way. But, uh, it, it's still rough. We also find out that, uh, Batman in this universe is the son of two anti Superman, anti communist protesters who Piotr killed. Yep. And Piotr just feels like his life is pointless, and Superman. Uh, stops him from putting two bullets into his head. Yes. Meanwhile, we find that Stalin has been cyanide poisoned, and uh, Superman literally hears this from hundreds of miles away, and uh, so, like, on his way back, he just picks up books to try and figure out how to cure the poisoning. And while he's saved for a short while, he dies shortly after, and we find out that uh, Pyotr had the poisoner like, just shot openly in the streets. Yeah. Which... It makes makes sense. Yeah, I sort of wish we got someone who was the actual poisoner. Yeah. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Wait, what what do you mean by that? Well, like, if we knew who poisoned him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, was it Pewter who was just trying to get revenge on him by being petty? Was it a wannabe assassin? at least, like, drop off a Superman name for that if that's what you're going to do. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luthor has... This is one of my things. Was Superman always this smart? Uh, yeah. Is he? In yeah. In the comics? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it really depends on the era. Like, they sort of... I don't want to say dumbed him down, but, like, uh... He is a person who is really good at science. He has access to technology. He can read books super fast. He can process information very quickly. Okay. And, uh, 
Yeah, so we find out that Lex Luthor has made a Bizarro to fight Superman, which they never really comment on his imperfection or why he ended up being imperfect. Yeah. Which is something that they normally do. It's like, oh, Bizarro didn't have enough time in the incubator. Oh, Superman had an element that we couldn't identify. But here it's just, you got a Bizarro who tries to fight with Superman. Uh, a missile ends up uh, launching more or less accidentally. And Bizarro ends up killing himself to stop the missile. So basically like this, yeah. Basically Bizarro is a better person in this universe. Or he's just so horrified by his existence that he's willing to kill himself to end or it all. That. Either way. And then Stalin dies. Yep. Poor Stalin. Yep. And so this moves uh, Superman up politically. So uh, Lex Luthor decides to go on a marriage sabbatical so he can completely focus on stopping Superman. And we also figure we also find out that he's killed everyone at Star Labs who worked on the Bizarro project so no one else can try and make it because Bizarro uh, beat him at chess and was smarter than him. Yep. Which is pretty much Lex Luthor. Like, as much as we say that Doctor Doom would eat, like, a buffet full of puppies if it could make life worse for Reed Richards, Lex Luthor is usually more extreme than Doctor Doom. Uh, I don't know about that. Would Doom sacrifice Latveria to destroy Richards? That's a good question. Luthor would definitely sacrifice it, depending on the type of Luthor. Yeah, uh, but Doom yeah. is God, and Luthor is not. Uh, Superman ends up finding uh, Lana's Lazarenko, who is the alternate version of Lana Lang, in line... Uh, she had come in for the funeral of Stalin. Uh, she's got two kids, and she talks about the problems of the Soviet Union where there's not enough food, there's long lines. And so Superman vows to help her and all Russians. And that's where we end the first issue. And he becomes Soviet leader number one. Uh, we cut to the future 25 years later, where a older, now starting to bald Lex Luthor has... Uh, had Brainiac steal Stalingrad, though he really wanted Moscow, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luthor now owns Luthor Incorporated, and he's been sending uh, other people. He mentions uh, Loomis and Shot, who are the prankster and the uh, toy man, respectively, uh, to try and deal with Superman, and he's on his, like, 380th plot. Still keeps failing. And we also see uh, Lana... Uh, Lazarenko leading a tour through the Superman Museum where we hear about some of Luther's other plots including making the Parasite, Metallo, Atomic Skull. And we also learn that pretty much all of the world except for the U.S. is part of the Soviet Union. Yes. And then we see uh, Soviet Batman who he's got like a uh, Russian hat and a... Uh, I like Soviet Batman's costume, personally. Actually, I thought everyone's costume in this series looked better. Yeah, like, that is... The art in this series is really, really good. Like, Superman's costume looked better. Wonder Woman's costume, I thought, looked a lot better. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you're doing a Soviet Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I thought Batman's costume was pretty sweet. Yep. 
and uh, Batman is able to avoid the police and he's the leader of the Superman resistance and we find out that Superman is trying to live in peace without needing to kill anyone and he's just trying to be this good leader but he's really not part of his people he really doesn't understand them because there is no Clark Kent in this universe and so he has like no idea that Wonder Woman is attracted to him and meanwhile Lois Lane is uh, taking over the Daily Planet Uh, Jimmy Olsen's in line to be the new CIA director and Luther has uncovered a new tool from a crashed alien spaceship I wonder what it is uh, Piotr well, ends up... This is actually one of the things that I was kind of wondering about with all these things, is, like, what happens to the rest of the Justice League? Well, we see Oliver Queen at the, uh, party. Yeah. But... And we have, um, Iris West is in it, so they mention... Or, yeah, or Iris is in it, so they mention, um, Barry Allen. Yeah. And it makes it seem like he is not the Flash. Well, there is no Flash in this universe. No, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, those characters there... And it was also like, what happened to Batman and such? Or like Bruce Wayne. I'm curious how everyone else's lives kind of played out. The Waynes never got shot. Probably. They were all... This is kind of one of the things that I like, because there's always like that whole like discussion of, oh, like, is it the hero's fault that like the villains are around? Or is it them combating the villains? You know that debate I'm talking about? Yeah. It was like, to me, it was like, this is like one of the most incidents showing that it's the hero's fault because you have the classic Superman villain showing up, but no one else's are. Like, you don't ever hear them talking about Joker. None of those type of peoples are showing yeah, up. Yeah, but you really wouldn't have Joker coming up in this sort of story. I mean, that is one of the things that I'd say is a weakness for the conclusion of the book, where there are really no human stories on this world. It's all these massive political figures and, like, chess pieces, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when they have a three-issue miniseries. Damn it, Devin, you said Mark Millar is amazing! I did. No, I mean, I think it works. I think it it would be cool to expand on that stuff if they did more issues, but... Yeah. Uh, Three-issue miniseries, you kind of... Excuses, excuses, excuses. I don't see your Superman Red Sun, Luke. Where's yours? My copy of it, or? No. You like your version. Oh. Uh, it's He's Superman Rad Sun. He lands on Earth in the 80s, gets a skateboard, and just does kickflips everywhere. See, there we go. Pitch that to DC. They got all those new, like, miniseries coming out. Yep. Well, I did pitch that, uh, Superboy story to him. Oh, nice. Yep. And now that's Super Slasher. Okay. Uh, So, uh, Piotr ends up getting abducted by Batman. We also get a Devil Pig cameo, which is a reference to Dave Johnson's sort of, like, background thing that he puts in all of his books. And uh, Piotr and Batman decide to work together. Though Batman says that once he's done, he's going to kill Roslov for killing his parents. Which, fair. Yeah. Uh, And it is the Superman birthday celebration. We find out that Dr. Savannah has defected to the Soviet Union. And he is doing so much ass-kissing. Yep. 
And uh, Superman and Medical Fireworks play for you. You're going to love it. All Man Superman, I love you. It's your emblem, All Man. And it ends up getting uh, interrupted by Batman pretty much launching Batman fireworks instead. Just like that scene in Christopher Nolan Batman, except not. Except for pretty much. Yeah. And it would be less of a horrible thing if Batman spent hours messing with these fireworks. Yeah, except for the difference is at least with these fireworks, it is kind of him dicking over uh, Superman. Yeah, and there's no, like, it could have been the people in the Batman resistance as well. Yeah. Uh, Superman finds out that Batman has captured Wonder Woman in her own magic lasso, and uh, that Superman has also set up a red light trap for him to sap his powers. So because uh, Superman's under the effects of a red sun, uh, Batman is able to match him uh, physically and overpower him, trapping him into a basement. And Superman's like, Wonder Woman, my best friend! Please break your magic lassos and uh, get out and stop these lights so I can save everyone. I actually really like that they use the red suns in this one, because that's actually not where I thought they were going for. I thought they were going to go for this kryptonite trope of kryptonite, yeah. Yeah, we see like what I think is kryptonite in the uh, Superman Museum. Yeah, but yeah, I was surprised. I was actually waiting for it to be that. Well, this felt a lot more like... Uh, Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller one. Except for actually, as I was thinking about it a little bit too, we'll get to it towards the end. Would Kryptonite even work on him? Okay, we will discuss that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Wonder Woman breaks out of her bonds, and this sort of like saps her own energy. But uh, Is that what happened? Like I could not figure out. What the yeah, hell it, it looks like she's suddenly a lot older, but. She still lives for another, like, 25 years, but we don't... And we see her fighting later on. So, I think it's more of a... She's from... She's an Amazon, though, I suppose. I mean, they still fight when they're old in that culture. Yeah, but she's still, like, flying and fighting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's not really clear. I think it's more I of a... even sure why it happened, too. Oh, uh, because the magic lasso was a sign of the pact with the gods, and so because she broke that... Her magic also comes from the gods. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, either way, Superman uh, pretty much had this woman who was in love with him uh, screw up her own powers and her own pact with the gods for a guy who is pretty much fine ignoring her most of the time. Yeah. Super friend zone. Yep. At the same time, though, I mean, <laughs> it did make sense because she was a kind of she's bought into the whole communist ideals of Superman as well. Yeah. So, I mean, she's also, she's fighting for Mother Russia. And, uh, Batman says that Pyotr had betrayed Superman, and that's how he figured out the plan, and then Batman blows himself up. Yep. Meanwhile, Lex Luthor has figured out how to harness the power of the Green Lantern by literally using every word combination until he, uh, got the full Greg Lantern Elf. It's true. Man, that would have taken so damn long. In brightest day and blackest night, monkeys, monkeys, monkeys. I couldn't remember the uh, 1,000 monkey sketch. Anyway, uh, 
we find out that afterwards, Roslov has been mind-wiped by Superman, which is pretty much what Superman's been doing to all of the dissenters instead of killing them. Yep. So they're sort of neuralized, or whatever term you'd like to use. Yeah. And uh, Brainiac has been put in charge of the general management of Russia, while Superman goes to work on his own Fortress of Solitude. And that's where we end the second issue, with Superman withdrawing even more as he controls more of the world and he pushes people away. So sad. Uh, we cut to another 25 years in the future, where all of the world seems to be doing better except for America, which is in disarray, until President Luthor shows up in 2001 with Jimmy Olsen as his vice president. Would you vote for that ticket? I'd vote for that ticket. I like Superman, and I'd vote for that ticket. Uh, within, like, a month, President Luthor has fixed the standard of living, he has reunited the United States, and he has fixed the economy, all to pretty much piss off Superman. Because Superman is winning, or is running an ideological battle, and so if the United States can succeed as a capitalist state, that means that Superman's way is not the only way, which undermines him. At this point, we start finding out about Lex's secret plan. Yep. Uh, Lex Luthor is planning on uh, forcing Superman to invade him, so he has an army of Green Lanterns who are trained inside the Phantom Zone, which is, why didn't you trap Superman in the Phantom Zone? I don't know. Yep. And uh, the project is codenamed... What? I agree, though. He should have just done that. Yep. And the, I assume uh, they were talking about when they first, like, went there. Yep. The uh, project is called Codename Greenlight, and the Colonel Hal Jordan of this universe was captured in an alternate war in Malaysia. And when he got home, he started building his own death camp. So now he got the ring because his will is incredibly strong. And here's the one time it makes sense for goddamn Hal Jordan to have the, green, the Greg Lantern ring. Yep. Like, normally it's, oh, he's a pilot, he likes to take risks, his dad died, that's sad. Yeah. And here it's, no, he imagined, like, getting revenge, and that prevented him from going crazy. Yeah. So now he no, gets really out of the spring. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of darker reboots, but this worked. Uh, Lois Lane, who no longer works at the Daily Planet because Lex Luthor let it collapse, because Lex Luthor is a dick. Yep. Uh, go, she goes to visit Wonder Woman, who now resents Superman, and Lois asks, uh, and Lois asks Wonder Woman to help uh, fight Superman in the upcoming war. Uh, meanwhile, Superman got pulled away as a tick, entered into the shrunken uh, into the shrunken city of Stalingrad, and Superman didn't have enough time to watch it or stop it. Which is, how do you get a tick in the Antarct Antarctic? Who knows? It's an Antarctic. Oh, look at you being clever. Yeah. And uh, Brainiac suggests that uh, Superman invade as a retaliatory action and kill Lex Luthor, but Superman still doesn't want to kill. And Luthor shows up uh, before... Superman can prepare defense. And, uh... Because Brainiac gets him. Yeah. Uh, Brainiac just grabs Lex Luthor and, uh, pulls him into the computer. 
Well, the Green Lantern Marine Corps are flying in to deal with Superman. Which I like that they had, like, an odds to the other Green Lanterns there, because like, he... Because how Jordan both references Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner by name. Yep. Uh, Superman... Or Brainiac had ended up trapping Superman, or trapping Lex Luthor because he feared Lex Luthor's mind. And the Green Lantern's attack is really made just to slow down Superman instead of actually stopping him. Uh, Superman pretty much beats through all of the Green Lanterns. Uh, The Amazons attack and Superman stops them, which includes pretty much killing Wonder Woman. Uh, and then Luthor's Monsters, Doomsday, Atomic Skull, Parasite, Livewire, and, uh, all the others run into Lex, uh, run in to fight Superman outside the White House. And oh, he... There's one thing that I wanted to mention, too. Oh, it was, um, when he steals Green Lantern's ring. Mm-hmm. It really looks like he eats it. That's what Superman does. Yep. And then, uh, he runs into Lois Lu- who has uh, Lex Luthor's final weapon, which is a single sentence on a paper. And he uses his x-ray vision to read it, even though he remembered that uh, Brainiac had warned him about Lex Luthor being able to stop him with the sentence. And he looks, and it just says, Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 And, uh... It, it just stopped Superman in his tracks because he had not considered who let the dogs out. It's true. I mean, when the party was great, the party was bumping. A, uh, yippee-i-o. All the canines, they were having a ball. A, uh, yippee-i-o. You've taken it too far now, Luke. <laughs> I'm gonna unfollow us on Twitter now. <laughs> I'll replace you. And uh, Brainiac appears for revenge and zaps Superman. You probably should actually say what it actually says on the thing. Why don't you put the whole world in a bottle? And bam, Superman's mind is broken because he's like, oh, I'm no better than Brainiac. (sighs) Yep, and Brainiac has taken this time to uh, take his revenge. He zaps Superman, but Lex Luthor saves him. And uh, punches out Brainiac, which causes Brainiac's ship to get ready to explode, which would destroy the Earth with, like, five black hole-level explosions. And so Superman goes to fly it away, which was part of Lex Luthor's plan. Luthor wins, the rest of the world joins the new global United States, and Lex Luthor solves everything. Uh, yeah. Happy ending. Uh, Luthor finds... Well, there's uh, epilogue stuff. Luthor finally dies, but we find that Superman has been hiding around as a news reporter who finally saw that the Earth could survive without him. Yep. And Actually, is much better off without him. Yeah. And generation after generation after generation, Lee uh, continues on with the Lex Luthor line leading the world, where eventually uh, his name is just shortened to L. And this new planet, er, and uh, Earth becomes uh, Krypton. So Jor-El is a descendant of Lex Luthor, which is a solid twist. And yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and when Krypton is about to explode, 
uh, they send off their baby that lands in New Russia again. The circle of life. Uh, so yeah, the universe showed up in a few more places. Uh, there was a sort of Elseworlds battleground where different versions of Superman and Batman fought to prove how easily they could make sales by having them fight. Uh, they showed up again in Convergence, and these costumes all showed up in, uh, the Injustice video game. Yep. Now, here's the question, though. Did all the Batman die because this Batman blew himself up? No. Oh. Uh, because we saw in the Hall of Justice that Superman lobotomized most of them. Oh, okay. And then he had them as his, uh, bat slaves. Oh. Well, makes sense. So, uh, let's go to our Twitter questions. We're going to the Twitter question hole because we've got questions with answers to know. Question number one. We don't have any questions this week. See, I thought because you brought up questions, that meant that there was actually a question, because we never have questions. Nope. 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 Luke, I have a question for you. Who else would you love to see as a Soviet Russian? Well, it's hard to think of a lot of other characters who really have their uh, identity as part of, like, this sort of setup. Why like, yes, Superman is an American... Why, yes, the Hulk should be a Soviet Russian. You mean the Abomination? No. I mean, the Abomination is pretty much a Soviet Hulk. Well, basically. The difference is Hulk wins, Abomination loses. What about, uh, Dr. Zhivago? <gasps> That'd be good. Well, there's always the classic Ben Grimm... So, like, one of the Fantastic Four were Russians who were trying to beat the Americans in. And, uh, like, we have seen in other universes that if Doom is fighting the Fantastic Four, he can be an, an enemy of the communists. So, I think Doom would help the Americans win the Cold War with Doom bots and patriotism. Well, we learned that, too, if the, even if the Fantastic Four just died. Yeah. So, I mean, Doom is not a fan of communism because communism says that all men are equal and no man is equal to Doom. It's true. They're just not. Yep. I'll get why they think they are. Sure ain't my scene. And, uh... What about you? Are there any other characters you'd like to see as Soviet reimaginings? Oh, man. Who would I want to see as a Soviet... Iron Man could be a cool Soviet. Well, I guess as I say that, then that would be just making the Crimson Dynamo. Iron Man just keeps trying to make armor, but he doesn't have enough resources. True. But then, if he does become, like, a political leader, then he uses the arc reactor technology to reestablish the Soviet as a literal powerhouse. 
Touche. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that means that it's time for Trials of the Multiverse. We got these Trials of the Multiverse. Do, 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 do. So, Superman Red Sun. Where it go? It would go up high. Well, let's start off at, uh... Is it better or worse than Thunderworld? Right there. Yeah. I'm good putting it at the uh, number eight spot right above the Mojoverse, right under Thunderworld. Yeah, that's good. So, Earth 30, Superman, Red, Sun. Uh, yep, and next week on Multiversal Q, do you know what we're covering? Space Punisher? I don't know, are we covering Space Punisher? I don't know, are we? I'm checking! I don't know if I've actually updated the thing, so it let me update from my iPhone. My computer's being wonky. A honky wonky? It is being a honky wonky. A wonky honky tonky? But yeah, we don't have oh. enough time. Unless you want to read no. all, all 30 issues of Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. No, next week, Devin? What? Is our Fantastic Four special? What if the original Marvel Wolpen was a Fantastic Four? Is it What If issue next time? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then after that is Space Punisher. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. Join us next week for our Fantastic Four special and our Secret Wars catch up with the stories What Do They Tell? Find out next time. Uh, Multiversal Q is filmed across a Skype connection in my basement because Devin didn't want to drive down here tonight. I couldn't make it. Excuses. All the excuses. Uh, if you want to reach us on the Twitter, we are at Multiversal Q. We're on Gmail at us. what? You can find us on the Facebooks and on the Twitters. And on the emails. And on Tumblr. At gmail.com and at the Tumblr. Yep. Uh, you can find Devin on Twitter at FredoFett. F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Yeah, and you can find Luca at Coltreg. K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Next week, Fantastic Four special. After that, we're replacing Devin. Yay. That's fine. See who will actually want to talk to you about how bad that Fantastic Four movie will be. Have fun in Siberia, Devin. <laughs>